You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. A couple years ago on a trip uh, with Pastor Bernard, I went to Singapore. And on that trip, this is awesome, go to Singapore and have no responsibilities on the whole trip. There are a lot of meetings and so forth, but it was just kind of nice to, I didn't have to do anything. I was just eyes and ears. It was just a sponge. And so I gave that time to the Lord, not only to enjoy and to be with a mentor and some other incredible men of God and experience a beautiful part of the world, but just Lord, whatever you want to say into my heart, please, please do. And, and, um, I invite him to do that every day, but sometimes settings make a difference and responsibilities make a difference. And during that time, a number of things that the Lord put in my heart. Well, one of them was this, and it just kind of came to me. I didn't hear it with my ears. It just, in my heart, I knew that God was speaking to me, and I just wrote it down, and I've obeyed it ever since. And it was this, to limit the teaching series. And I've got to go ahead and tell you this. It, I'm not a preacher. I'm a teacher. Um, if you come from somewhere else and you need a preacher, I'll yell at you a couple times, but, but for... <laughs> Because for most part, I, I'm just a, a teacher, and, and I'm very happy to just to, to, to thank you, thank you, my uncle. No, I'm teasing. Uh, but the Lord just put in my heart to limit our teaching series to six weeks, eight weeks at a max. And I thought, you want to do that? That is absolutely fine with me. Because at that point, I was teaching 12, 18, 26 weeks on things. And the Lord just kind of impressed me that if we would do that, we would cover more ground and he was going to give us more on this. And so I've just obeyed and I really have watched the Lord do some awesome, awesome things. So with all that being said, two weeks ago, I told you we were done with our series on growth. And I just realized there's some unfinished business here. And I believe that the Lord prompted me. And I'm, I'm trying to study ahead on my other series that will start in two weeks and I just knew, no, we've got some unfinished business. So by prompting and permission, I believe by the Holy Spirit, we're going to continue on a couple things regarding growth. And uh, this will be a, a great benefit to us. So uh, everybody say, I'm going to grow. All right. And we're, and we're still growing. Uh, let me briefly review some things today. And then we're going to cover some wonderful ground this morning. And the great thing about this is it's going to impact us. This will have an effect on us. And I believe everybody will be able to relate with what we're sharing today. Let me review quickly. We all need to grow. Come on, admit it. We all need to grow. And there's no area of our life that we have arrived. You don't arrive until you arrive. And we're not there yet, okay? And then we'll know as we are known and so forth. But we need to grow. We need to admit that I, I need to grow. And there's areas every area in my life. I need to grow. I need to be a better husband. I need to be a better father. I need to be a better employer. I need to be a better pastor. I need all these areas in my life. And you can never just lean back and say, well, I've done okay. I was good. This is all right. It's not as bad as them. And you know, that's not the criteria in which any of us are held to, you know, I, I just know on the inside and I'm thankful that we can still grow and improve. And so I know on the inside, I need to grow. And then here's the second thing, though. I want to. I want to grow. Go ahead and say, I want to grow. Well, that moves you over into the land of good intentions. But they don't get you very far. You've got to go a little bit further and step over the border, step over the line of commitment. And that you commit, I will. Go ahead and say, I will. And here's how you grow. You don't just say, I will grow. 
This is Hagar. I will cooperate with God. I will cooperate with God. When I cooperate with God, that's how growth takes place is when we cooperate with him. Growth comes, progress comes, any kind of permanent good growth or progress comes in small and ordered steps. That should encourage you. It's just small ordered steps that that get us to where we're going here. And we've looked in previous weeks that spiritual growth is really made up of two activities. Okay, it all falls under the category of cooperating with God. But do you, does anybody recall what what does it take to grow spiritually? Number one, do what, the Bible do what the Bible says to do. Come on, say do what the Bible says to do. And what's the second part? Y'all are wonderful. Walk with God. So do what the Bible says to do and walk with God. And as you do that, you're cooperating with God and you will grow. And again, it's going to be small and ordered steps, but you'll get there. And it affects the whole man, spirit, soul, body, every realm, every arena of life. And so if it affects you, it also affects your relationships. It affects everything you touch, every person you're involved with as you grow. Now, it's measured this way. See, when you got born again, And if you haven't got born again, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior, I'm going to give you an opportunity before we finish here today. So can I put a bookmark right there? Okay, before I leave here today, I want to receive Jesus. And I'll tell you what, it's the best thing going. Life without Jesus is not life, okay? And you need him. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a real relationship with a living Savior that I can't even fully explain to you. That he's with you and he will help you. In this life, and then when this life is over, he's got you covered. Amen. Amen. So, once we get born again, that's also called in in doctrinal terms, that's called regeneration. And once you regenerated, your your spirit comes alive in God. Now you're supposed to grow, and that process is called sanctification. And what happens in this zone now... While we're still alive, we're born again, but we are still here. We are in this process of sanctification, and that's where we grow. And this is how we grow, and this is how we can kind of measure this. We are becoming more and more free from sin. More and more free from sin, and more and more like Jesus. And that's the way that we can kind of measure this, that in my life, how many of you are doing a little bit better on both of those things? Okay, good. About 18 of you. This is awesome. So we're going to order in pizza and we're going to stay till everybody gets it today. So that would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, But more and more free from sin. Let me touch on sin for a moment. Anything sin touches, it damages. And you can't say, well, I got this secret sin or this private sin or me and these people got this sin. It's not hurting anybody. Who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? It's the very nature of sin that it it corrupts, it ruins, it, it damages. And ultimately, the wages of sin is death. And everything this side of the ultimate payday of that is, is limited death. And so it's destruction and ruin and, and breaking things. And it creates problems. How many of you know sin creates problems? I, I rode with the sheriff's office on Thursday night. And I can tell you again, just having gotten out into our community, uh, once again, sin creates problems. Sin creates problems. Well, when we talk about problems, though, we look at things like appliances or our car or computer or a lawnmower or or, uh, a dryer or something. And we look at that and they all have problems from time to time and problems, hopefully, that can be fixed. But people say people 
people have directions that need to be changed. There's a huge difference in how you manage life. If you're just problem-solving oriented, that's not going to work for you because most of your problems are not, they're symptomatic. And they have to do with your direction more, well, I got, I got this problem here in my home. I got this problem here in my finance. I got my problem here in this job and, and, and those things. And we tend to try to fix the problem. And you're not going to be able to fix the problem if you're headed in the wrong direction. So we're talking about growth. And growth is directional. Growth is directional. And so let me just put it this way. So we've got sin. And we've got Jesus. And here's the track. And if we're growing, then we're headed in this direction. And if I'm growing, y'all hear? If I'm growing, I'm becoming more and more free from sin. And I'm becoming more and more like, like Jesus. But if I'm going in the wrong direction, and you can grow in the wrong direction. How many of you know some people get really, really good and proficient at doing wrong things? You know? And so headed in the wrong direction, I'm going to become less and less like Jesus and more and more uh, bound by sin and involved in sin. So growth is directional. And we need, to, we need to get that, understand that, hold on to that. Now, some things that would be in your life that you see, that you feel, that you get exposed to, that you participate in, they're because of the path that you're on. I've watched some people before and... and you know, loved ones around them saying, I don't know why they're doing that. They've never acted that way. They've never talked that way. They've never behaved that way. And you know what? It goes with the path they're on. And you go down certain paths. Those are the things that go with that path. And if you're headed in the wrong direction, a lot of things you experience just because it goes with going down that road, going that direction. In the same way, Isaiah tells us this, there is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. The Hebrew word wicked right there means wrong. So if you're headed in the wrong direction, there's just no peace. So if we have peace, it's because we're on the right direction. You with me so far? So much of what we experience in life is just the result of the path, the direction, the road that we're on. And, you know, sometimes you plug in the GPS thing, you know, and it says quickest route or... You know, don't use highways or, you know, I wish they'd embellish that a little bit. Most scenic route, you know, and best restaurants and boiled peanuts and, you know, things like that. But um, a lot of the things that you experience, just think of a trip that you would take. You're not going to see that if you go that way. If you go this direction, you'll see that. But, it, but in a good sense, in a, in a negative sense, a lot of what you experience is just the result of the path and the direction that you're taking. If you consistently go in the right direction, I want you to follow me on this. Consistently go in the right direction, you're going to be happy. Happy is not your goal, though. Happy is just a byproduct. You're going to be happy, stable. Stable's a goal. Come on. Stable's a goal. You're going to be happy, stable, fruitful. Fruitful's a goal. And you're going to be blessed. Blessed is a goal. Come on, church. Hey, I don't preach to dead people. Come on now. (laughs) Happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. And the purpose of being blessed is to be a blessing. So if I consistently, everybody say consistently. That means you keep doing it. 
You keep doing it day by day, which means what I do day by day takes me into my future. What I do day by day takes me into my future. Consistency beats intense effort every time. Consistency. Stay on a path. Stay on that path. And this is where it will take you. You get in the right path. You get in God's lane. You're going to be happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, and a blessing. If you go the wrong direction on this, well, I've got a longer list for you. And this is what the enemy wants for you. You're going to be fearful and hopeless, insecure, and discontent, overly busy, distracted, negative, isolated. And then remember what I told you, fear and depression love to visit you when you're alone. And so they get you isolated and down and negative and all those things. And that happens by going in the wrong direction. So growth is directional. Let me go back to this. This It's very, very important. You cannot walk out of here without getting this. When I say that you consistently go in the right direction, cooperating with God, you'll be happy. Watch these again. Happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, and a blessing. None of those are circumstantial. None of those are based on your situations and circumstances. You did not hear this pastor say, come to Jesus and you'll have no problems. You got to have these things because of the problems. We come to Jesus and he helps us with life and with situations. In the world, and I hope you noticed it, you're still here, John 16, 33. You will have tribulations and trials and distress and frustration. You're going to have those things. But if I cooperate with God and go in the right direction consistently, I'll be happy. That didn't mean everything's hunky-dunky and everything's just swell and groovy. Some of y'all think those are new words. (laughs) Happy, stable. Yeah, there's stuff going on, but you can still be stable. You can still be fruitful. You still have the blessing of God on your life and you can still be a blessing. And so none of that is based on, uh, well, I still have problems. I gave my life to Jesus. I still have problems. Yeah, but now you don't need to drink, cuss, or fight because of your problems. And you're not going to hell. And that list goes on too. It has everything to do with your direction. I'm going to touch on this today and then next week I'm going to get into this. Some of you need to, hear me carefully, some of you need to grow away. And by that I mean this, grow away. You've had an event in your life, a situation in your life, something you messed up, somebody hurt you. Something went horribly wrong, whatever it would be. Somebody really took advantage of you, hurt you, whatever. And you know what? You're tethered to that thing. And you know what you need to do? You need to grow away. You need to grow away from that thing and get further and further and further from it because it's holding you back and you're not happy and you're not fruitful and you're not stable and you're not all those things. Pastor, I can't. Do you know what happened to me? I know. But do you know what Jesus did for you? And he didn't want you to stay there tied to that thing. He wants you you to go on. He'll help you to go on. But we all need to grow away. Everybody say, grow away. away. All right, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. It all has to do with direction. Growth comes in small and ordered steps. Small and ordered steps. Isaiah talks about that it's line by line, precept by precept. In Mark chapter 4. Jesus is saying how the kingdom works. He said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. 
should sleep by night, rise by day, the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. Now get this, growth, get this, growth is, is not an event. Growth is a process. It's not an event, it's a process. And the kingdom of God works that way. You initiate something by sowing a seed. Amen. And when he initiated, he started something. It's the way the kingdom works. The guy planted a seed and then he said it began to sprout and grow. What did he do? He went about his business, sleeping by night, rising by day, taking care of things. And it began to sprout and grow. And I love this. The Bible says he himself does not know how. He didn't know how. It says it did it by itself. That Greek word is automate. It's like automatically. If you'll get going in the right direction, God's direction, cooperate with him, just do things, do things little by little. Then the First, a little blade pops up and then it starts to sprout, starts to grow. And then the full grain in the head and finally harvest comes. It's a, it's a process. It is not an event. And that is very encouraging. I'm so glad that you don't just have to. All right, now listen, church, y'all show up next week and be full grown. And I'm leery of things that promise sudden. There it is. Earn your degree in two weeks. Lose 40 pounds overnight. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You'll wake up in the morning. Where am I? <laughs> All right. You're supposed to grow. Amen. God wants you to grow. Something's wrong if you're not. Something will be wrong if you don't. Now, here's what we've got to get a hold of this morning. If you get in a certain direction, go in a certain direction, and you stay Keep going in that direction. You will arrive at where that road goes to. Does that make sense to you? And so I did this two weeks ago. I'm going to do this again. Here's the church. Here's the steeple. And open the door. It's you guys. Out in front of the church, right out here, is Southwest 20th Street. And if today... If you leave and you take a left out of here, out of one of our front entrances, and you go east on this road, and right here's I-75, if you, now follow me on this, if you, and I don't care who you are, I don't care what you're driving, I don't care who you think you are, I don't care who's riding with you, if you get out of here, and let's say that your goal is to get down here to books a million, that that is... That's the ultimate destination. I don't care who you are, what you're driving. If you get on this road and you stay on this road, you will go under I-75. No, I I won't. (laughs) See, people live that way sometimes. Not me. (laughs) I think this won't happen to me. I'm smarter than other people. No, I don't care who you are. You get on the road and you stay going in that direction. It will take you to that destination. That had never happened to me. (laughs) It's a law. It's a rule. You can't change it. If you get on that road and you stay on that road, you will go under. And I know some of you smart guys are thinking, no, no, I'm going to pull up and go up the embankment and I'm going to go over. 
There's always exceptions for some people. Here's the point here this morning. One of the points. Direction. Everybody say direction. Direction determines destination. Direction determines destination. Will you say that with me? Direction determines destination. Now, there are roads that lead to life and there are roads that lead to destruction. And for the sake of time right now, let me just give you, excuse me, let me give you the verse. Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14. It says that there's a broad way, a real highway, a real wide gate, and you can go that way. Most people go that way, but it's a road that leads to destruction. But there's another way. The gate's a little more narrow. The, the way is a little more refined and confined. It's the straight and it's the narrow. It's not impossible. I said it's not impossible. And it says you get on that road and you stay on that road. That road leads to life. And so we've got to make a choice here about which way are we going to go because our direction ultimately determines our destination. Proverbs also tells us that there's a way that seems right to a man, but it its end is the way of death. The message Bible says there's a way that looks harmless enough. Look again, it leads straight to hell. Here's a good principle for you. If it's not quite, it's not right. I said, if it's not quite, it's not right. That's true in choosing a spouse. They're really good looking, but they're mean. That's true in food. You had food served to you and it doesn't look quite right. Doesn't smell quite right. Doesn't taste quite right. It's not right. You know, I grew up where we had blocks of cheese and on one end it'd start to grow things. And my mom got nothing wrong with that. And I go, my mom, there's like little buds of that coming back this way. Shave those off. And then I go to throw, don't throw those away. Give those to the dog. (laughs) Should have seen that dog. (laughs) Listen, if it's not quite, it's not right. Now, attention. And here's, we need to kind of complete the cycle here. Attention. Everybody say attention. Attention determines direction. Direction determines destination. So listen to this. Whatever gets your attention directs your life. Whatever gets your attention directs your life. Attention determines your direction. Your direction determines your destination. Have you heard these terms before? It caught my attention. It got my attention. Or maybe I've said this or somebody else. Pay attention or give me your attention. So your attention is a very, very important thing. And things are vying for your attention. Even in this service, things are vying for your attention. Yeah, I'm going to text. Well, I promise you, if your attention goes elsewhere, so will the direction of everything else. And you're going to kind of miss the whole point that we got here today. Or some of you are thinking about I think we got some of that cheese at home. You know, and we're just... 
So it's very, very important here. Now listen, I don't want to offend anybody. But one of the signs of immaturity and need for growth is that you're easily distracted. You take a little baby and you're trying to feed the baby. And they're like. You know, and you're trying to feed them. Look over here. And they look to you. And then the dog barks. True? And then you take a trained honor guard. Nothing distracts him. They're trained, they're mature, they've proven themselves, and they're, they're just, they're locked on. You're not going to get them off track. But yet, sometimes we're more like the baby. And things get our attention. Things capture our attention. Sometimes we give our attention away. It's hard for us to keep our attention. It happens all the time. I told you months back, I was in the movie theater parking lot, and I almost got ran over by this lady driving a clunky van. She had a cigarette in her mouth. She's on the cell phone. She had a fistful of fries. And she's jamming them in too. And she almost ran me over. But I got to tell you, that's my kind of girl. Okay. Not really. What was the deal? She had... She is she here? <laughs> Watching by TV? Okay. She didn't have any attention to give to pedestrians with their children. And I've told you this before, and it happened again to me the other day. I'm I'm driving through town, and all of a sudden there's a semi-tractor trailer either on its way or just coming from McDonald's and on the side of it is this huge picture it's like a 16 foot Big Mac I'm like I mean just a minute I just went away with it you know and I thought you could lay on that thing and eat it and lay and jump and eat I work hard for you people. Okay. But I was driving along with my wife one time and we saw it. And she goes, honey, what, honey, honey, what's going on? Because I'm driving and I'm what? Drifting. And your attention determines your direction. Once my attention went from where I'm going, where I'm trying to get to, what is in my path. As soon as my attention got drawn away. My direction got drawn away. And that's where we've got to be careful. So this is the deal. We must be very intentional about what gets our attention. Because what gets your attention will direct your life, short-term and long-term, all the time. You've got to be intentional about it. This is where self-control, this is where self-leadership, this is where spiritual disciplines come into play. Some things, you don't give them your attention. And you know what that's called? Resisting. When you resist something, you ignore it. One of the best ways to resist the refrigerator or the TV or a person or something on the internet or whatever is to ignore it. And by definition, to ignore means to withhold attention. You know, and sometimes things try to draw your attention to something. 
been walking with my wife through the mall before. My wife is gorgeous. But she'll point out some other gorgeous lady. She goes, will you look at her? She is just gorgeous. And I'll go to look and she'll go, don't look at her. <laughs> don't know what to do. Just following directions. <laughs> but whatever gets your attention... It's going to direct your life, short-term and long-term. Let me wrap this up real quick. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Since all this is true, we ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truths that we have heard, lest in any way we drift past them and slip away. Growth is directional. Direction determines destination. Attention determines direction. And we've got to be intentional about what we give, what we pay, what we allow our attention to go to. Because whatever gets our attention is going to direct our lives. Now, before I finish, one of our young men on staff got married yesterday. He's grown up um, in our church and at our school. And we're just so proud of him. A godly young man. And uh, he's on staff with us in our uh, Fuse ministry. Uh, ben Bowman. And God blessed him with just a precious godly young, young bride. And so they did their wedding out on a horse farm. And beautiful horse farm. I'm going to find the owners. And they're going to adopt me. <laughs> but... Um, is out 225A and there's a whole bunch of, it's just gorgeous. We live in, folks, we live in a gorgeous, gorgeous area. And so I had directions and then I called and then I, I put them in my phone and then I'm doing that. And I got to tell you too, I was listening to a teaching CD on the way out there. So it's like, okay, would you give your attention to, you know? And so all of a sudden I realized, I don't think I'm where I'm supposed to be. So I got to thinking. I said, I know it's a horse farm, but I am surrounded by horse farms here everywhere. And I, I just don't know exactly where I'm at. And this, apply this now, apply this. So you know what I did? I pulled over. I checked my map and instructions again, and I re-entered everything. And still, this, I think my phone's broke. And it just wasn't happening. So then I did another thing and apply this. I called Tony Cortez. Tony was on the video this morning. And I thought, I get this. Tony's already there. Tony knows how to get there. I knew Tony to be reliable. I knew that if I called him, he would answer. And I called and said, he answered the phone. Hello, sir. I said, Tony, I think I'm lost. (laughs) Apply it. You know what he did? All right. Where are you at? And I said, I think I'm right here. All right. What you need to do, this is where you went wrong. And you need to turn around. Apply this. You need to turn around. And you get back out there and take the right turn. And then go this way. And you'll come to where I'm at. Sometimes you need to stop. You need to pull over. You need to call somebody who knows how to get there. And you need to turn around. And follow directions again. About seven, eight minutes later, 
I pulled up. <laughs> Only ones knew I was lost? Me and Tony. Thank you, bro. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.